Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 492, air date January 8th, 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Um, I want to invite you today. Um, I'm actually up in Maine taking a little bit of a break, but I thought it would be valuable to have a really important discussion about what is racism, what is anti-Semitism, and what's actually going on in a country where uh, a set of people misuse those terms for their own political benefit, which, as we'll talk about, is actually real racism and real anti-Semitism. I also have Michelle here. Hi, how are you? I've known Shiva for almost four years, and he's the love of my life. (laughs) Uh, So I'm really happy that Michelle's joining me because... Uh, Michelle and I went through a very important journey, which we'll talk about in many ways. She's uh, been on my side with many of these very important struggles. But I thought it would be important to um, have her participate in something that's very, very important uh, about how in, a, in some weird and amazing and incredible and unfortunate or insidious, whatever words you want to do, this entire aspect of what's going on with anti-Semitism, racism, the attack on science, uh, and the complete uh, integration of all those issues into vaccines has actually come into being, uh, most recently uh, with this event that we have planned, our planning uh, will continue to do in Livingston, New Jersey, my home, one of my hometowns in, in New Jersey. I grew up, as some of you may know, in uh, Patterson, New Jersey, then in Clifton, and then in Persephone, and I did my high school in Livingston, New Jersey. And uh, before we get to that, I want to really take a moment to step back and talk about uh, something that took place about two years ago uh, in August of 2017 called the Boston Free Speech Rally, and you'll see how all this uh, connects. Um, Michelle was uh, there with me, and it's a very, very important uh, thing to talk about because on August 2017, August uh, 19, 2017, something important took place. Uh, a bunch of uh, uh, a ragtag group of people with all different spectrums. It was a very diverse group. There were, you know, and I, let me just say that I'm not one for the limelight. So this was my first event um, of this kind. And there were 40 of us and about 40,000 people there that came out. Um, against us. Well, not us, whoever they thought we were, right? Because we're not white supremacists. (laughs) Yeah, so so let me me give the background because Mm. people may not know it. No, it is in March of 2017, uh, a number of students approached me because they knew that I was running for Senate. Um, They knew that I was a scientist. They knew that I had political views. Uh, For example, I was against Monsanto, um, that I... Uh, had done a series of scientific papers exposing Monsanto starting around 2014. Um, and these students, uh, many of them were, you know, high school students. Um, a few college students were very concerned about the fact that they felt in their high school systems that diversity of thought was being uh, uh, constrained. And what was what I found wonderful was that these students wanted to invite people of all different political beliefs. They mm-hmm. had far right wingers. They had far left wingers. The Green they had Party. The Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. They had 
Uh, people were supporting the cannabis movement. Um, they had people... All different ethnicities, too. There were black, South American... Chinese. Yep. Um, Chinese. Uh, Indian. Indians. White. Uh, Hispanics. They invited all different people mm-hmm. uh, beca- uh, to participate in the... And, and they called it the Boston Free Speech Rally. It was a ragtag group of young kids. So... Uh, me always uh, being an activist, me be- believing that it's always good to have political discourse, agreed to speak at this rally. That was in March of 2017. Hmm. Um, now, fast forward at that in that little timeline to August of 2017, and the, the free speech rally, I believe, was on August 17th, 19th. It was supposed to take place. A few days before that, Charlottesville occurs, right? Which was a very unfortunate horrible Mm -hmm. clash that took place down in Charlottesville, Virginia. And everyone knows um, uh, someone was killed in that movement. There was a lot of violence. And um, And we held a vigil. We we actually, so before... The night before. The night before our rally. We held a a candlelight vigil for the folks down in Charlotte because we, you know... In Charlottesville. Charlottesville, we we were deciding whether or not to even go to the free speech rally. Yeah, and it was decided that we... It was unanimously decided that we were going to go primarily because we felt on principle that it was important to go to stand up for free speech. Um, and that decision was uh, made unanimously by the group. And uh, it was a very important decision because here this was in the midst of when there was all this pressure. And what was that pressure? Uh, at that time, the mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, who lives in one of the most segregated areas in Boston, who has contributed to segregation, who is frankly a racist, as we can talk about, because the income inequality in Boston is quite atrocious. He has not, frankly, helped any of that. And Charlie Baker, uh, the quote-unquote Republican, um, was running at that time against a Hispanic gentleman. And Marty Walsh, the mayor, uh, Charlie Baker is the governor of Massachusetts, had a contender who was a Hispanic. Um, and uh, Marty Walsh, was running against an African-American person, a black uh, a, a competitor to him as a mayor of Boston. So in this ecosystem, Baker and Walsh took advantage of the situation mm-hmm. of Charlottesville yeah. to make our rally also appear that it was a neo-Nazi white supremacist event because one of the speakers that they had branded was a far-right uh, person. And maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Uh, but this free speech rally was to invite people of all spectrums mm-hmm. because of the fact that we believe America, what makes America truly unique is that we do have the First Amendment and we are supposed to hear spectrum of diversity of views. And that's what these students wanted. And we wanted to honor the fact that these students, uh, um, in spite of what had occurred in Charlottesville, in spite of the pressure, uh, wanted to do this free speech event. So anyway, you have to understand that Marty Walsh, um, who's the Mayor Boston, by the way, in Boston, the income inequality between a poor black person and a white person, $8 is a net worth of a black person, $250,000 is a white person. So uh, Marty Walsh has takes advantage of racism. So does Charlie Baker. So what is racism uh, and what it is not? In this case, what you see is two political officials, a governor and a mayor, using this situation, a horrible situation took place in Charlottesville, and a profoundly important situation of students, us as citizens, mm-hmm. everyday working people wanting to support That's right. um, uh, uh, support these students mm-hmm. um, coming out and calling us racist, mm-hmm. calling us white supremacists, 
anti-Semites and Nazis. That's what they called me and called all of us on that were getting ready to go on that stage. So think about that. They use this terminology. It's a dog whistle. Huge, huge dog mm-hmm. whistle. That's what it is. These people do not give a damn about anti-Semitism. They don't talk about anti-Semitism day to day. They don't talk about the racism in Boston. They only use it uh, as a dog whistle. And what ended up happening was, as Michelle said... Well, they they shut off the... When we got there, um, they had shut off the internet. We couldn't... They didn't allow... You have to any... let people know where, where, where we went. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm saying you can tell them. We went to the Boston Common. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think people need the background. We went to the Boston Common, which is known as one of the most important centers mm-hmm. for... Um, Historically, for speech, free speech, I believe Marcus Garvey spoke there. And we were supposed to be on the Parkman bandstand speaking. And go ahead, Michelle. And, and so that's the, if you, if you look at a picture of the Boston Common, so we show up to the 40 yeah. of us. And we were located there on the gazebo. Right. And um, they wouldn't let any press in, they didn't let any cameras in, um, they turned off the internet. Um, they had it set up so that we were really far removed from the, the 40,000 people that came. So they couldn't even hear what we were saying. They were, I don't know, 300 feet away. They had like concentric rings of fences to keep this barrier between us. And we, we had blow, um, what are those called? Megaphone. Megaphones. Yeah. Right. And they couldn't even reach, you know, folks out in the audience. So... Yeah, that's it. I went, um, you know, one of the things that drew me to Shiva was that he's a fighter. And one of the things that I was, you know, was most attracted to was his work on um, researching GMOs and Monsanto. My uncle was in the Vietnam War and he lost his life, sadly, and God bless his soul, um, later in life because of his exposure to Agent Orange, which was produced by Monsanto. And so going to the free speech rally and holding up my sign for um, saying no to GMOs and Monsanto was was really important to me. Yeah, and you can actually, Michelle is right there in the background. I'm going to play you a sequence from this. So here's this free speech rally where we were called anti-Semites, we were called white supremacists, we were called racists by politicians, Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh, who have thrived on racism, who have looked the other way when it really came to the many, many different anti-Semitic incidents that take place across Massachusetts. But when it's convenient for them, they use anti-Semitism and racism. And to me, that is racism. So let me repeat again. Here's, here's the definition of racism from a person who's actually endured racism. Look, when I grew up in New Jersey, I was called nigga. I was called, uh, you know, smoky. engine, smoky, darky. Uh, in a, a place where there were, when I first moved to Livingston, there were, it was an all Jewish, uh, very predominantly Jewish, uh, me and my sister were only, the only two dark kids among 4,000 kids. And I was called this by people who also would tell me uh, that they were also the chosen people, right? So in many ways, it was a very interesting world to grow up in. And I, but I didn't take that as racist, I got to tell you. It was their belief the words that they use, I just looked at that as ignorance. I never took that on, even though I could have easily, as racism. And I'll repeat that. Those words, they call me nigga, Injun, smoky, mm-hmm. darky, 
and them even saying uh, openly that they were the chosen people and I wasn't. These are the kinds of discussions that would take place in Livingston, New Jersey, but I never considered them racist because I just thought that as ignorant, and I still do to this day. However, when Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh used racism, that's what they did. They used the Mm -hmm. term white supremacist, anti-Semite, Nazi, Mm -hmm. because it's a dog whistle to get 40,000 people to show up to this rally. And there's us, and I'm gonna play you a sequence from this, and you can see what we actually talked about. Hopefully this will come up and you can hear it. You can see there's blacks, people of all different colors there. We have Bernie supporters, Green Party people. There's a 40,000 people out there who thought we were, we were Nazis and we were white supremacists. You can see them. And they had separated us, as Michelle said, from them so they couldn't even hear us. It's cutting out a little bit, but the point is, if you look at this video, it's up online. You can go to it. And I've opposed various wars. How many veterans are here? Yeah, these are proud veterans here. These veterans were sent to fight wars from the Clintons and the Bushes in Iraq. And what I want to say is... Establishment drives on privilege. And you can see what we ended this talk in. It was not a white supremacist talk. Um, I'll go to the end of it. And we ended this entire talk, as you can see, as we come to the end of it here. Come across to all of them. They want to come beat us, but we'll give you love, brothers and sisters. We are not one, we, we are one people, and we cannot let the power of darkness, which is actually power, privilege, and control to destroy the light. Be the light to know the truth and know that we are here for the... So we ended the speech on love, love, and love. That's what this speech ended on, everyone. And so what I want to say is that free speech rally, you have people holding up signs which which said no to uh, Monsanto. You had people holding up signs which said, um, you know, uh, was against racism, black lives do matter. That's what actually took place. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Every 40,000 people were riled up. 40,000 people. So this is what these racists like Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh, who are the liberals, quote unquote liberals, they don't really practice liberalism anymore in the, in the, you know, in the John Locke tradition. These people are actually the racists. They use race. 40,000 black people showed up. I mean, the black people and people of color and, and, and all different sincere meaning people in Boston right. thinking that we were the racists when, right. we when my talk ended with love, love, love. Michelle's there, women there. And in fact, I want to show you a panoramic view of the actual uh, view of what they said were racist. This, this is the racist. These were the people on the Parkman bandstand. I want everyone to look at that. This is what the racists who call this anti-Semitic 
who call this white supremacists were calling, and they ha- they could have gotten us lynched that day. Mm-hmm. That's what could have happened. We luckily dangerous. got out. Thank you to the police. Mm-hmm. We went to the Western Hotel and we put up that video. If you look on my Twitter, you'll see it down there. So that's what happened on August 19th, 2017 in Boston, Massachusetts. The real racists were the politicians. I'll repeat, the real racists are the politicians. And that's what's really going on, as Michelle would tell you, yeah. today, right? What's yeah. yeah, I mean, an interesting article was in the Boston Globe where they talked about it, if you want to... And one of the passerbys went up to the the Boston Globe um, reporter and he said, excuse me, he asked quite innocently, excuse me, where are the white supremacists? So, which I feel like is, is happening all over again with Shiva down in New Jersey. For him, him to be called an anti-Semitic, it's like it, it, we have friends, we have family that are Jewish. Um, it's just outrageous. It's outrageous, and it's a dog whistle um, just yeah, yeah, to yeah, stop so, 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 from talking because he's going to talk about science uh, uh, and, uh, on yes, the vaccines. Yeah. So what's going on right now is right now is the exact same situation that took place, almost history repeated, uh, in on, uh, on August of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, some very insidious racists, mm-hmm. liberal racists in Livingston, New Jersey, have called me an anti-Semite. And I can tell you they're not going to get away with it, particularly with this broadcast, and everyone here um, should understand what's actually going on. And Jewish people who truly care about who truly are against racism or truly against anti-Semitism mm-hmm. need to wake up to how these quote-unquote people claim that they are against anti-Semitism and racism are actually using the terms anti-Semitism, that they're using the terms racism and calling people white supremacists and anti-Semites and someone like me who actually has endured serious racism all my life. Yeah. And they have a big, big price that they need to pay for this. They should be punished for what they're doing. By the way, as Michelle was referring to, when the Boston Free Speech Rally took place... It's an insult to all of us. It's an insult to all of us. It's an insult to Jewish people. It's an insult to black people. It's an insult to poor white mm -hmm. people. It's an insult to all people who have suffered true racism. It's an insult to women who have actually suffered... Um, you know, attacks on them, sexual abuse, etc. Because what they're saying is we will use these dog whistle words, call people names, when it's convenient for them. Right, and it's and, an insult to the people that have a, an emotional response when the dog whistle is called, right? Because you don't deserve this. You don't deserve to be falsely called to action. In fact, if you look at the Boston uh, free speech event, uh, uh, a gentleman wrote, uh, Yusuf Zorboa in the register forum, he ended his talk, and I'm going to go to it, where he wrote this by saying, uh, I'm going to read what he wrote. Um, he said, Daniel, this is going back to the Boston Free Speech Rally, he said, Daniel Medina from Boston also spoke at the free speech, a black man from Boston. Medina said, quote, imagine what we can ap- accomplish if all human consciousness was on the same frequency. The world, uh, the, wo- the word impossible wouldn't even exist. Medina's words are something I think we can we can all agree on. That's what this writer wrote. And then he ends by saying, would a white supremacist, neo-Nazi, neo-Nazi have an Indian speaker and a black speaker? Would a white nationalist rally have 
Black Lives Do Matter signs. From my perspective, the speaker at the rally spoke about unity, love, and more importantly, free speech. Right. I'll give you another example. Even finally, when our video got out, the Boston Globe wrote this, saying, if one line, this was... uh, this was Jeff Jacoby, and he wrote, If one line captured the essence of Saturday's Boston Common Rally and counter-protest, it was a quote halfway through Mark Ossinoff's story. Someone said, Excuse me, one man in the counter-protest innocently asked a Globe reporter, Where are the white supremacists? <laughs> that was the day in a nutshell. Participants in the Boston Free Speech Rally had been demonized as a troop of neo-Nazis, which means we're anti-Semites. Okay, This is a, quite a powerful term. It's horrific. It's it's a criminal. Horrific. It, it's it's criminal term to call people. Prepared to reprise the horrors that had erupted in Charlottesville, they turned out to be a couple of dozen courteous people linked by little more than a commitment to surprise free speech. And he ended. And Jacoby was the only reporter in the mainstream media who actually got it because it was so egregious when you looked at that the video. And he ended it um, by saying. Um, uh, he ended it uh, by saying, um, I, I want to bring, bring this up again. Um, uh, where is this? Here it is. He goes, Indeed, nothing about the tiny rally seemed in any way connected with the bigotry or hatred. One of the speakers was Shiva Adure, an immigrant from India who is seeking the Republican nomination next year's U.S. Senate race. As Adure spoke, his supporters held signs proclaiming, Black Lives Do Matter. But he and others who had gathered at the Parkman Benson had never stood a chance of competing with the rumor that neo-Nazis were coming to... To Boston, that toxic claim was irresponsibly fueled by Mayor War- Marty Walsh, yeah. the same guy who was running against Marty Walsh was running that year against a black man for for uh, excuse me. Let me come back to this. He was running against a black man for mayor. So this is what politicians do. They don't give a damn about racism. In India, when I grew up, when I was very young, politicians would come around, you know, claiming. Uh, that they cared for the Hindus or the Muslims and they would as a dog whistle go to the Hindus and say the Muslims want to kill them and go among the Muslims and say the Hindus want to kill them or go among the Sikhs and say the Hindus want to kill them. These politicians are filthy, filthy, filthy people and then the people that surround them, the politicos, the influencers do the same thing. Now this is what's going on in New Jersey. Exact same thing and we need to talk about this. No one is going to get away with using the dog whistle of anti-Semitism when there's real anti-Semitism. In New New York and New Jersey, there are real Jewish attacks against Jews taking place. The liberal media doesn't cover this. They don't cover this, except when it's so egregious when someone gets stabbed in their home. Then they come covered, and then who do they blame? They don't blame... de Blasio's not blaming himself. Mm -hmm. He's blaming Donald Trump. And so what's happening in this country is people are using the dog whistle of anti-Semitism. They're using the dog whistle of racism. They're using the dog whistle of white supremacy. And that dog whistle, when it comes pointed at someone like me, they're going to have they're going to be punished for this legally, uh, which is where it should be done. Mm-hmm. And just watch because this should not be allowed because it's, it's, it's someone just wrote on here. It is a crying wolf. And so let me explain what's going on in New Jersey. It's quite extraordinary. Um, Is that on, uh, Michelle, you may remember four years ago. Yeah, uh, four four years ago. So my my school, you know, I went to Livingston High School, which is a public high school. My parents 
whatever money they got, they would just move to the better public schools. You know, I grew up in Patterson, which was primarily African-American, had very uh, little good infrastructure then. Uh, and that's obviously because of real racism. They didn't put real infrastructure in places like Patterson, New Jersey. Then we moved to Clifton and then we moved to Persephone. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up in, in Livingston, which was a primarily a 30, 40% Jewish community. It was a community that Jews went to because it was very inviting to them. Mm-hmm. And I grew up around... And a great school. And a great school system. <laughs> Amazing teachers. Yeah. Um, n- not only was I one of the best students there, I brought... Uh, can you just tell them to... Uh, I brought... We're at our hotel here. If you can just tell them to come back. I brought um, a lot of uh, dimension to that school. It was a school where I created the first... Uh, where they changed the rules so I could go down to um, New Jersey, uh, to Newark to create the first email system. I had some amazing, I had some amazing opportunities there. And about uh, four years ago, I went back to Livingston when I was doing a lot of research on Monsanto, my company, Cytosolve. We really wanted to understand what was going on. What is the difference between a GMO um, seed and a non-GMO? And I actually did an internship for the students. We invited some of the best, amazing students in Livingston. Right. And we helped them be co-authors. Which no one, high school students, PhD students, don't always get on papers, have their names as co-authors on papers. That is a, a very generous generous thing that you did and you helped them to get into colleges many of them got into the best colleges we so so and then we this was in 2014 it's all about the kids yeah even this event in new jersey it's all about the kids it should be in in, in 20 science yeah so in 2016 we went back to the school Mm -hmm. Uh, i did a science seminar for the students and and the faculty there at livingston high school then we did a public event about a thousand people showed up uh, 700 to 1,000 people. The students presented. We all presented. It was a phenomenal event. It was really mm-hmm. bringing the science of genetically engineered foods. So when I heard about the hearings, I've been getting thousands of emails, uh, uh, messages on Facebook, Instagram, saying, Dr. Shiva, will you come share the science of the immune system? Now, you have to understand, uh, just less about a month ago, I was invited, a very prestigious lecture at the National Science Foundation, mm-hmm. to give the lecture on a modern theory of the immune system. And in that lecture, I talked about the world is not flat, meaning the immune system is not composed of the innate and the adaptive. It's much more holographic and interconnected. It cons- consists of the, uh, the IFN mm-hmm. system, the innate, the adaptive, the neural system, as well as the, the, um, uh, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the microbiome. And based on that, everyone, you know, these were hardcore engineers and scientists. Everyone enjoyed that talk. And so so when the people in New Jersey wanted me to come uh, down to educate the lawmakers, there's a the session closes on January 13th. New Jersey is putting a bill forward. If the Senate votes on it, then there will be no more religious exemptions for vaccines. And Mr. Steve Sweeney, who is the president of the Senate, has declared that the science is settled on this, okay? The guy knows nothing about science. He is the Senate president, and he's right now twisting the arms of New Jersey lawmakers so they get a majority vote in the Senate to pass this law through. And so I've been asked to come down there and educate. So I called up my high school uh, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I spoke to Brian Carey, yep. who is the uh, director of science, the supervisor for science, Mark Stern, who's a principal, and they brought in the superintendent, a guy called Matt Block, and um, we 
agreed that this was a very important political event that was taking place, which needed education and science, that the scientific method was being thrown under the rug, the same scientific method my great teacher, Mr. Walker, uh, taught. And and Mr. Walker, I, I was on the phone with you guys the other day, and he he was saying how Shiva was the best student that he ever had. Um, which is something from him because didn't he have a, a Nobel winner? Yeah, his a, previous a couple, student of the year was a guy called Stephen Chen. I think Stephen Chen Stephen won the Chen. Nobel Prize in in chemistry. So it was it was a pretty big honor because uh, Mr. Walker yeah. said I was the brightest student. But anyway, the point is that I wanted to again give back to my high school and give back to New Jersey. So it was decided in these conversations that we would have. Uh, I would do a class for the students around two p.m on the modern theory of the immune system. I, in fact, sent three papers for them to study. It was going to be a very serious class. And then in the evening at 7 p.m., we were going to have a general lecture for the public. And we, I, in fact, we invited all the lawmakers, which was going to be called Beyond Vax and Anti-Vax, right. a modern scientific framework of immunity for discourse and conversation. The mm-hmm. science ain't settled. Right. That's what we were going to do on January 6th. It was agreed upon. I have all the emails from Mark and Brian uh, excited, um, and in fact, and was, we were going to do it on January fifteenth, and then I we found out from people in New Jersey that this event was that the hearing was going to end on the thirteenth, mm-hmm. so we should do it earlier. So I texted Mark, and they were they knew this we're in a political event. They knew we needed to get education out there, so we decided to move it to January sixth. That's what happened, and then as based on that, on December twenty fifth. You can see it. I tweeted out I think, the advertisement inviting the public to the January 6th event at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, on December 27th, I noticed on my Twitter feed, a woman yeah. had posted, Shiva is an anti-Semite. He is alt-right. He uses the N-word. Yeah, I've used the N-word, and I'll use it because I don't think the word nigga is about racism. I used it for myself because I believe that the, the liberal elite treat us all like that. And I used it on Hotep because they believe that if you use those words or don't use them, that's the definition of racism. It's bullshit. The real definition of racism is what I'm talking about here. These people using these words as a dog whistle and being silent to the real racism that takes place. These words aren't about racism or not. And that, and they have distracted all of us. So anyway, I saw this little t- tweet on there. And then shortly thereafter, on, on the morning of Friday, December 27th, yeah. uh, Michelle and I get a call from the superintendent. He's got the principal and the director of science, who, by the way, have great respect for me. Um, very excited. And, and the superintendent is sort of shaking. And he's saying, I, I have to cancel the event. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, who put you up to this? I said, did someone call you, tell you that I'm an anti-Semite? And he wouldn't answer that. And he said, well, well, I didn't know you were running for Senate, which is a total BS thing. It's all over the Internet. As though a, a, a scientist can't run for Senate, okay? Which means Benjamin Franklin could never give a talk on electricity anywhere, okay? Moreover, I had just given a talk at the National Science Foundation, which is a government organization, and they yeah. know I'm running for Senate. So I it told... Is, yeah. It is extremely hurtful for folks to say that you and I or you are an anti-Semitic. It's just not... It, it, you can ruin lives by saying things like this. In in, in Livingston, us, New Jersey, Livingston, New Jersey is a wonderful Jewish community. 
This is this would be like saying in a black community that I'm a Klansman. And also, most of the people that helped Shiva throughout his schooling in his high school, um, even to help helped him get into NYU. That class were taught helped him to create the first email system at what is now Rutgers Medical Center. Most of them were Jewish. He said, Dr. Michelson so was Jewish. Mr. Roth was Jewish. All, I've had amazing Jewish mentors. And this just is, respect for them. He speaks with such genuine respect for all of these people. It's d- 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 what, what's interesting to Michelle is. Horrific. My, 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 my physics teacher, Mrs. Samuels. My physics teacher, Ms. Samuels, was in concentration camps. Hmm. She's the one who recommended that I go to MIT. These people, and by the way, when we looked at who this woman was who put this up there, you're going to be amazed who this woman actually is. She is truly the person who we should all look a lens on about anti-Semitism and racism. And it's even more disastrous than that, what I share with you shortly. Mm. But what's amazing is this woman had gone on Facebook. We have all the screenshots. Yeah. She she was very clever. She she and then she deleted the tweet, which we have fortunately we have multiple witnesses, and where she called me an anti semite, called me a white uh, white supremacist, called me an alt right person. So watch that. Out. That woman went into Facebook groups and said, "Oh, I called the superintendent. He was appalled at who Shiva is. Unbelievable." And when you unravel who this woman is, her husband considers himself, actually not only considers, he's considered one of the top 100 movers and shakers of New Jersey politics. And he has a direct link, and he was either the former or current general counsel to the Democratic Party Mm -hmm. of New Jersey. And he's directly connected to the Senate President Sweeney. So let me put it again. There's a woman who's called me an Mm anti-Semite. Very politically connected, worked with the governor of New Jersey. Her husband is a lawyer who is a general counsel of the Democrats of New Jersey and has a direct connection to President to the Senate President Sweeney. That is what you're looking at. So when, my, when the fact that I was going to give a science talk to students, by the way, the students deserve a right to know. They deserve the right to know the science because they're the ones who, by the way, getting vaccinated. And my talk is going to be a scientific talk. And the, and the fact is that it's too dangerous that an MIT PhD scientist gives a science talk and says that the science ain't settled. So this woman, by all accounts, has used anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. has used the dog whistle to try to keep someone like me out of a hometown that I grew up in, that I contributed to, that my parents contributed to, that I, that teachers served me, that I served them. It's deplorable and it's disgusting. Especially given in light of what's happening in New York City. The, tr- the people that are truly impacted. Exactly. It, you, you, you actually have real anti-Semitism taking right. place. And the so-called liberal elite have been looking the other way when Jewish people have been getting beaten and attacked. And they only say something when it's so egregious. I'm sure if a MAGA hat-wearing person mm-hmm. had been attacking Jews, it would have been every day in the press. Right. They politicize racism. That is what makes them racist. It's when it's useful and it's not always true. Let me end by sharing with you something even more interesting. What is really disgusting about this situation is this woman is a senior executive who reports up through the CEO at Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey. I'll repeat that. 
This woman who called me an anti-Semite got twisted the arm of the superintendent of schools, works for Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey. Her husband, I repeat, works very closely, close relationship with Senate President Steve Sweeney. These two, when you look at the data, consider themselves a power couple. That's what they are. These people are basically two lawyers who, frankly, probably can't fix anything, create anything, but they want to be the politicos. And they have unleashed racism upon me, a hate crime upon me. More interesting, Blue Cross Blue Shield is the company, the insurance company, that incentivizes doctors, be it in Michigan or New Jersey, to give vaccines. For example, Blue Cross Blue Shield has a plan. If you are a doctor and you give out vaccines at 63% more uh, in your practice, you get dollar bonuses, $400, $500 bonuses. Mm -hmm. In addition, Blue Cross Blue Shield has struck a deal with the New Jersey state government and Horizon that uh, the Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield that if you are a pediatrician, you give out vaccines, your vaccine charges will be reimbursed, not by the insurance company, but by the state of New Jersey. What does that mean? That means New Jersey citizens, tax dollars, are reimbursing vaccines through pediatricians. Think about that. And this is all located, written up. This is all written up. The- you can look at it very clearly. This is written up. Um, if you can just tell them, mm-hmm. Michelle, that we're getting delayed. Yes. I, I, ha- I actually have an appointment, but this is important. So what has happened here is that this was Hello. a perfect storm of an attack on a scientist and an MIT PhD who wanted to talk about the fact that the science ain't settled and that is dangerous to them. So suddenly I'm an anti-Semite. I became an anti-Semite the day I said that the science ain't settled on vaccines. What are we going to do? Well, guess what? This Indian doesn't walk away. I'm not a good Indian. I'm a fighter and you're a fighter and we, the people, are gonna show up on Livingston, New Jersey. As as scheduled, I will still show up at 2 p.m. to do my science talk if it's outside on the sidewalk, but at 7 p.m., we're gonna hold a vigil for truth. So bring your candles. Bring your candles. It's going to be a vigil for truth. Mm -hmm. No to anti-Semitism. No to racism. And no to attack on science. We need to be the light. Mm -hmm. That is a slogan that it will take place on Livingston High School on January 6th. Mm -hmm. We're not going to walk away. We're going to show up and we're going to say vigil for truth. No to racism. No to anti-Semitism. Because what occurred to me was the anti-Semitic act. Calling me an anti-Semite, doing that dog whistle, that hurts all Jewish people. Puts because this is crying wolf. Not only that, it's crying wolf when there's real anti-Semitism. It's not right. The impact that you have on other people when you say these things, it's it's horrific. You put a target on his head by saying it. And this woman and her husband are motivated by political power, by power, profit, and control. This is now no longer just about vaccines. This is about the fact that the people of New Jersey and the people of this country are being manipulated by politicians, by the quote unquote, I put the word double quote liberal, because I don't mean Democrats or Republicans. A lot of them happen to be Democrats, but the same thing also occurs among Republicans. What has occurred with racism in this country is that the liberal elite have defined racism as don't use, don't call me, don't use the word nigga, don't, you know, use smoky or darky. Why well, don't, you know, that's just ignorance. I'm sorry, I've been called that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What's real racism is these people who use these words and brand people like me and others as white supremacists or people attended the Boston Free Speech Rally because it's convenient for them to get votes. Right. That's what they do. They do it in India. They do it, I'm sure, all over the world. And they do it in Boston. They do it. And they just did it in Livingston, New Jersey. Yep. And we will not stand for it. No one should stand for it. So I'm telling you, a vigil for truth, no to racism, no to anti-Semitism, and no to the attack on science. Because there is real racism, there is real anti-Semitism, and there is people now trying to replace the scientific consensus with the scientific method. I'm not going to allow it. And we all need to reclaim it. And on people, whether you're, whether you're Jewish, whether you're white, whether you're black, if you stand for truth, you need to show up on January 6th. We want the scientific method. We want the scientific method and we want truth. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, everyone. If there's any other questions, please feel free to ask. But... Um, Exactly. Someone just said this is out of control. The deceit this couple, this couple's manipulating, conspiring to silence the truth. It's a direct connection. You can't get any worse than this. Steve Sweeney, the general counsel of the Democratic Party, and a senior, the chief privacy officer at Blue Cross Blue Shield. Blue Cross Blue Shield profits from vaccines, the distribution of it, because they incentivize pediatricians. Sweeney uh, profits from it, and the citizens of New Jersey are paying for vaccinations through this incentive model. It's time for a revolution for truth, freedom, and health. Vigil for Truth, mm-hmm. January 6th, Livingston High School. Be the light. Be the light. Thank you very much. Bye.